Hey, how you doing? Hey there, I'm doing good. How about you? Good, good. This is probably where um, this is just after the Dune uh, theme song that you made is going to play, right? I I actually do have an idea for for a Dune dude's theme song. Really? Yeah. Um, so I, I I'm going to start singing it and. Um, you, I, I think you're going to pick up on what I'm doing, and, and I think you should um, uh, follow my lead. All right, we'll see if I pick up on it. Okay, ready? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> okay, all right. Dune dudes, 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 you and gotta, you like, gotta follow yeah. my lead. Yeah. Dune dudes, 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 We'll have to do that better. <laughs> you gotta do the falsetto part. Because I don't know how it goes exactly. Oh, come on. It's the I same thing uh, I'm singing. It's not. Just in falsetto. It's not the same. Okay. But what do you think it's, of that? Uh, idea i don't know um i don't like really anything about two and a half men <laughs> but the theme song is so good and uh and it works so well with, with the name of our show yeah it's funny maybe that's what we'll do yeah i mean it's funny okay so you want to try it again no i'm <laughs> not really <laughs> come on because it feels like, um, you know, wouldn't you do it separately and then play it? You know what I mean? Yeah, but if we get one good recording, we can just use that. Is this the beginning? This is the beginning of the show, yeah. But not really, right? It is. We, we started, no, yeah. No, actually, it's not. Oh, no? You, you want to know why? Why? Because I'm the head honcho here. Okay, so the, the, so uh, I mean, I know you're the host, and I respect your hosting powers. Yeah, but are are you going to be editing this as well? I mean, are you? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. I mean, you're like the Chris Hardwick of, of Dune Dudes. I don't know who that is. He's just a guy who hosts things. And then, I also, um, think, I also think he's been me too Oh. Well, then I'm not like that. Not yet. No, no. <laughs> no. Well, hey, I, I, I'm ready to uh, jump in and... Uh, Officially? You know, yeah, I'm just waiting for the host to Because I do gotta do, like, the welcome, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. Okay. I'm an experienced host, so I'm just kind of, like, for, for a change, I'm just, like, going along for the ride. All right. I'm just, like, I'm a, I'm a well-seasoned host of... of shows okay 
So, so if if I'm if if you feel like I'm judging you a little bit, yeah, you know, during this, don't feel that way. Um, I am, but just don't feel that way because it'll psych you out. All right. I mean, considering that this has been kind of like um, a warm up, like a build up, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I don't feel judged. I think it's fine because this has kind of been like before someone goes out on a show and they do like vocal exercises and stuff. That's what this is. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, everyone's just going to. Right. Which is why this isn't the official start either. Okay. Right? I mean, I think what we have so far is gold. I don't think you know what gold is. I think I do. <laughs> I don't think you I know. I think we need, to, we, we need to keep in my theme song idea. Yeah, I mean, it's that's, not that everything... That's a hill, uh, that's a hill I'm going to die on. So, Connor? Yes? Thank you for joining me today. My pleasure, Connor. I didn't introduce myself yet, so I feel like that's kind of jumping the gun. And I kind of thought maybe with your hosting experience that you'd understand that. No, I was saying it's it's my pleasure as as Connor. Oh, oh, that makes sense. My name's also Connor. So that happens a lot. Yes. And Collectively, you and I are starting out on a journey. Um, through through this book, through yeah. this novel. Yep. Um, and I mean. This was something that um, we talked about. True. And I think it was my idea. It was your idea, which is why you're hosting it. Right. uh, Doing this whole thing. Yeah. It was your idea. I'll give you full credit. Thank you, Connor. Um, You're welcome, Connor. Pretty much how this is going to go is um, we are reading through Dune together, and as we go through it and whatever chunks that we do, no. I was thinking we'll, we'll, um, we we should try and do five chapters a week. Yeah, do you think that was a good um, section? Yeah, I think so. I mean... I think they're 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 short enough chapters that uh, five sounds good. Okay. Obviously, it doesn't uh, have to be a hard roll, but no, yeah, it'll maybe just depend. But I think that's good too. I didn't really stop myself from yeah. reading because I read slow, anyways, and I'm not uh, really just like I don't know. Um, I pretty much only read in like one chapter increments, anyways. And I'll be like, okay, cool. That's what I read. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, all right, sweet. So you have tried to read this before. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that now? Like two years? Yeah, it's been about two years since I stopped reading it. I, I um, you know, I, I got a library card um, back when I was living in a different town, and I was very excited to, uh, like, take out some books from the library, and and I I started off reading a lot of um, books on absurdism. And then when I when I had my fix of uh, absurdist philosophy, I was like, I want to start reading like some of the great sci-fi classics. And so I think Dune was the first one that I that I picked up um, because I've heard so much about it. Uh, and uh, oh, I also think um, Gerard Way was reading it at the time, maybe, or or had just talked about it, maybe. Do yeah. You Mm. I think he might have posted about it like right after I I got it from the library, and so that was kind of a motivator for me. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so so I started reading it, and I I I was into it, and you know I I was working this job at a at a community pool where I had a lot of time just to read and or you know do whatever I wanted, um, which was nice. So. So yeah, I mean, I you know I got a lot done, and then I quit that job, and um, I kind of, you know, I kind of stopped with the book about. I think I was like halfway through. Oh, okay. And I never so like returned you, to the library. You left the job that kind of stopped your uh, Dune read through as well, huh? Yeah, I mean, I just stopped. I just stopped reading because I just I lost the the place that I read the most. I, I you know I just stopped reading. Um, didn't return it to the library. I still, I still have the exact same copy of the book. Oh, um, so you just stole that from the library? I just stole it from the library. Yeah, I you probably owe them like a lot of money. Probably like uh, like two thousand dollars. Yeah, it collects interest. It does. So it's, it does. It's going to be an expensive, uh, expensive time if you ever go back there. Yeah, one day I will make amends. I I will pay for all of my sins. Mm. All right. You'll, you'll pay for your sins, maybe, but not for yeah. the books. No, I'll, I'll leave that up to my ancestors. Yeah. I'll saddle them with that debt. Uh, I also, like, had an opportunity where I was supposed to have read this book because the copy that I have is the one that I purchased from the school bookstore at my college still. Oh wow, um, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was actually I think it was the first semester that I started at uh, SUNY Albany. And I For reference you you uh, graduated college at what age? 23? Okay, 23 and you're now 48. So it's been Yeah. It's been some time. 48 years old now, so it's been some decades. It's been some time. Um, yeah, I was part of this sci-fi lit class. Mm-hmm. and um, Nerd class. Yeah. I think I only read, like, one of the books. The, the only book that I remember I actually read was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which was really good. Okay. All right. Um, 
but way, 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 way shorter. Uh, it's a super manageable, easy book. And um, I was excited to read Dune because, yeah, it feels like it's one of those things that, like, uh, you know, if you're a nerd, if you like sci-fi stuff or whatever, it's just something that's always going to come across your uh, your periphery. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a big name. Um, there's even been times where, like, I I remember being younger and like flipping through TV with my brother and him stopping on like the Dune movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember anything about it at all, except for how like kind of dated I thought it looked like. But. Uh, <laughs> But I think it'd be fun if uh, at the end of this, at the end of our reading adventure, if um, we watch the movie together, too. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Um, watch the old movie and the new movie that's coming right. out. Yes. Yeah, which was kind of the, the impetus for me wanting to try reading this again. Because, uh, like, with quarantine and shit, like, I wanted to get back into reading... I was reading a little bit before, but not that much. Um, and then I finished Animal Farm, which is like another really short, obviously famous book. Um, and I was like, I want to read something longer. Yeah. And this is really long. This so, is. Uh, this is. It, it's. It's an epic journey. Um, yeah. And it's also. I mean, it's the first in a series. I saw that, and um, I, I, I can't say that I know, but it kind of sounds like, like, I get the impression that Dune, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it is part of a series, but it's a self-contained story, I think. Kind of like if you watch the first Matrix movie. Yeah. And, like, everyone kind of agrees that, like, that's the best and probably most worthwhile one, and then they made more, but it's like, you don't need to watch them because you, like, the first Matrix is its own story anyways. I don't know yeah. if that's the case with Dune. No, I, I, I think I, that's... I don't think most people read the sequels, so... No, I mean, I, I, I think there are some people that are, like, really into the, 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 the universe and the series as a whole, um, but just... Because I, I did some research into it when I, when I first started reading the book, and um, it does seem like, you know, there there's a lot of books in the series that people think are just garbage. Yeah. And there's a point, too, where, you know, Frank Herbert, uh, who is the author of Dune, where I think his son takes over writing the books. And there's kind of a discrepancy there in quality um, yeah. amongst, amongst the fan base. So, I mean, and that's something that we'll, like, maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll finish this book. Uh, watch the movies and then um, you know in a few years from now we'll we'll do a Dune Dude season two and, and read uh, <laughs> the other you know read read more more of the series who knows but um yeah I, yeah as as far as right now I'm definitely not committing to reading the entire uh, ho- however no. many books are in the series I think there's a lot at this point yeah which was a surprise for me I never thought of Dune as like a franchise so yeah. uh, that's funny. But yeah, we are um, going through and reading this. You said that you read about half of this before. 
Yeah, and 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 then after that, you know, I I did I stopped I pretty much stopped reading for like a good two years or year and a half, which is a bummer because um, I do really enjoy reading. Uh, but just recently, actually, but before you you flew this idea um, my way, I I I had moved to another town and got um, got a library card before quarantine hit and the library closed. Um, and I've I've so, so far I've read two books this year, which is which is uh, huge for me. So so yeah, I've I've gotten back into reading in a big way, and nice. uh, yeah, I'm so what, I'm excited. What books did you read? Um, I read The Left Hand of Darkness and Rokanan's World, both by Ursula K. Le Guin. Cool. I don't know what that is. Yeah, oh. she's she's like a she was a sci-fi author, but with like a leftist kind of bent to her writing. Um, yeah, yeah. So she's she's kind of um, kind of an it name in in uh, socialist fiction circles. Cool. And and you're kind of uh, continuing the sci-fi trend with this too. Still, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it works out. All right, sweet. Um, I think lastly, then I'm just curious. Do you remember a lot from like your your halfway read? Like as you're starting this book again, are you like, oh right, and then this is going to happen, and this and that, and like yeah. So so um so far, what it's been like, and um you know here is a metaphor that uh, you're probably you're not going to like, but uh, oh, okay. it's the only thing I can uh, think of that that is, is similar to my experience is you know when um, there's like a multi doctor story in Doctor Who, yeah. And like, and like the, the like the latest doctor is like, oh yeah, I remember this happens. That to me now, like, yeah, like as as I read it, I remember that, that that this happened, but I don't remember what's going to happen. I just remember it, it all as I'm reading it again. That's cool. Yeah. So like, I I don't really. I've got like, I've got like um. I know like vague scenarios that happen later in the book, but I, I don't really know how that happens or how the characters get there. So it's pretty fresh for me. That's cool. I've, I'm, I'm, you know, blessed with a, uh, with, with a very, very, um, bad memory. Imperfect, yeah. With, with, with a very poor memory. Yes. Yeah. Kind of jumping into it then. I, I think what's interesting actually, um, is how much the book um, decides to reveal to you about future events anyways. Yeah, that's true. And it it seems like there's this mystical... It it, it feels like it's going to turn into, like, the main plot, but there's, like, this, this idea where... These like truthsayers use this drug to be able to see the future and see like different events and yeah. weird kind of like spiritual sciencey sort of shit. And um, they have this kind of prophecy that they're gonna find the Quizats. Kri- Hatterack? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's how you would pronounce that. Yeah. 
I, and I want to talk about, there's like a lot of weird words and names in this it's, shit. But actually, I want to talk about how we pronounce it. But It's the most difficult part of the book, I think, is, yeah. is that the language is so different. And um, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to get a grasp on a lot of the, the um, it is. dialogue. It is. It's also what makes the world feel like so... Um, like lived in and believable. Like I, I like that it kind of slowly gives you the information in bits. Like it doesn't feel like when people are talking, it's exposition. It feels like people are talking and they will use words and terms that you as the reader don't understand. And the yeah. book obviously knows that you don't understand because you can't, because it's the first time you're ever hearing about it intentionally. And so it like plants that word or that idea in your mind, and you're like, "Well, what is the Chome Company? What is Spice? What are these things?" Yeah, and you just have to keep reading. And when a when an event or a character finally says something that explains that to you, then it clicks. Right. It doesn't feel like the author is just like trying to give you a list of shit so you understand the world. I mean, it's good world building is really what I'm trying to say, and that's yeah. what makes it fun to read. Yeah, and, and I, I I definitely appreciate the fact that it doesn't um, doesn't kind of baby you or doesn't doesn't give you uh, uh, like a cheat sheet, you know? Really, really, yeah. there's you know to to uh, it it's, it doesn't just lay everything out bare for you. It does kind of you know you do have to kind of use some critical thinking to uh, to parse what exactly is going on because there's a lot there's a lot a lot a lot of moving parts. There is. And I, I find myself, even in just the first five chapters, um, flipping back to previous chapters and previous pages a lot. Mm-hmm. When I finally, when it, when it does feel like something clicks, or like, um, so our main character, or who seems like our main character, Paul. Yes. Atreides. Yes. Um, Son of the Duke. Yep, Duke Leto. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto's older brother. <laughs> right. Uh, who lives in Castle Caladan. That's how I'd say that. Yeah. That's how you say it too? That's how I, yeah, that's how I say it in my head. Caladan. Yeah. Caladan, yeah. Uh, oh, right, shit, what was I saying? Uh, flipping, oh, right, flipping back and forth about things and how, um, the book tells you future events. So it seems pretty clear, um, that Paul's dad, Duke Leto, is gonna have a bad time. <laughs> he gonna die. That's, yeah. that's one of the things that it's, it's like, it's so funny because, because there is that kind of air of mysticism and like, uh, future knowledge that they're just like, they know this thing is gonna happen, but they can't stop it. Yeah. And so that's kind of uh, something that's 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 weighing on our imaginations while we read it. Is is um you know this this Duke is going to and and we also know that there is you know a, a, a plot to to assassinate him and to yes yeah yeah chapter I mean okay I guess we're probably going to be jumping around a lot too that's fine yeah there's obviously a lot of ground I want to cover and this seems like it's going to be maybe more of a spiraling conversation than I thought or branching, but chapter two, when you find out about the plot from the Harkonnens, Mm -hmm. um, I really, 
really liked that um that shift in perspective because you read the first chapter and yeah you kind of get bombarded with a lot of shit but it feels like if you like end the chapter with like okay our main family is the atreides that's who i'm following and they're they're rivals or like the bad guys they're the harkonnens and then you finally you get to see this conversation through their eyes and they talk about so many things that it really feels like um, I was able to put a lot of pieces together quick. But like in a fun way, I like that it switched. Um, but like, they're, okay, so there's Baron, Vaughn, whoever the frick, Harkonnen. Yep. And it seems like Whoever, like anyone leading a family, at least between the Harkonnens and the Atreides, they have like a a Mentat assassin, mm-hmm. and because <laughs> the Baron's talking with Peter, yeah, Peter, who who is the I, I guess his assassin, right? And then the other character there the baron's son do you remember their name i think it's is it his son or is his nephew oh yeah you're right sorry it's his nephew yeah yeah i forget the name though fade routha yeah 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 um which is another weird one and i i keep trying to like picture these characters and uh it's it's interesting, but the the detail at the very end of that chapter where um the Baron is so fat mm-hmm. that there are actual like anti gravitor repulsors like yeah that hold shoved him. into his body yep <laughs> that's such a uh, such a good sci fi detail I love that I know yeah and and I I um I think. I picture him as um, what's what's the character uh, from Austin Powers? Oh, dude, fat bastard! Yeah, <laughs> I picture him a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah, he is like that, right? Yeah. Um, man, okay. How about how about this? Yeah. Um. Do you do you have a character that you um feel like you like the most out of like these first five chapters? Because mm, there's a lot of characters that were introduced to. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Um I like um What's the name of um of of Paul's uh Mentat guy? Yeah, he has another weird name. I've been Hawa? saying, yeah, I've been saying Thufir Hawat. I think. Yeah, Thufir Hawat. Yeah, yeah. He he's um he's he's a cool character. He, you know, he seems um you know kind of like a a, a cool fun. Um, I don't know. He, he's he's you know serious, but he's got a good sense of humor about him. And yeah, I mean. 
really all of like Paul, like like both of Paul's mentor types are are, are good. Uh, him and Gurney are, yeah. are, are are two standout characters for me. Yeah, I thought so too. They do a really good job of, um, like with all these different characters, it really shows like how they've been grooming Paul, I guess, yeah. and like the different things that are expected of him, and it really drives forth like there's this like hanging thought of uh you know the danger that they're going into on dune and everyone seems to know that it's a trap but they aren't there's, able to yeah to avoid it to refuse it because the emperor has kind of yeah sent them there i guess is 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 another thing that we're aware of at this point and we don't know um <clears throat> i guess much about the emperor no um and i mean the things we learned about dune uh you know the planet itself is is just that it's it's kind of um a very rough place and and the citizens you know the the uh, population there is is very um aggressive and yeah. volatile and and there's there's big ass worms yes on the planet very big mm-hmm. when um dr ua uh is talking to paul and he mentions like paul's interested in the worms and uh he dr ua is like oh yeah i have a film book on one of the smaller specimens that's 110 meters. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how long that was, so I just Googled it, and it's yeah. like 360 feet. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. That's, so. that's absolutely insane. That's, that's some scary-ass shit. Like, like, we're all afraid of the fucking murder hornet, but, <laughs> but those, those big-ass worms, imagine if we had those just, like, underground. Yeah. Like, they could, that, that's, that's, that is truly terrifying. It is, and that's the one... Like, if before I started reading this, I, you know, I were asked, uh, what's the one thing I know about Dune? It'd be that. And I, I feel like I'd wager that um, a lot of people could say that, even people who yeah. don't. Like, I think I could ask my mom, like, <laughs> could you tell me something about Dune? And I think she'd be able to say that there's sandworms in it. Yeah. That's really famous. Yeah. That's, that, that's definitely an original concept and, and definitely very foreign and... Uh, different and it's a it's a crazy thing to to imagine um anyways you asked me about so who are some of your favorite characters or or characters that you have uh have interest in and yeah um so i i do i've grown to like um following paul atreides uh and meeting these characters through his eyes. Um, I was kind of worried in a way that I thought he was going to be, like, maybe annoying, but I'm very intrigued as well because another one of the things that the book tells us is that it seems like um, he's going to become this Muad'Dib or whatever. Um because it, it it seems to pretty much like outright be like, well, like this is kind of like our chosen one, and it's sort of detailing his journey and becoming like 
I don't know, the Dune Messiah. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, yeah, the Quiet Side Tatarak, the Chosen. Yes. One. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I do like him, and um, one of the characters I really liked as well is the the Reverend Mother. Um, yeah, she's she's really really interesting. That that whole um, chapter with with her tests were you know was was uh, yeah. kind of nail biting. Um, yeah, and what a way to start the book. I mean, that's the I first know. chapter. Yeah. With the the Gom Jabbar mm-hmm. and the I don't know the pain box. <laughs> yeah, the pain box. Uh, yeah, she just, has like just, just to provide context with um, she is the Reverend Mother of the Bene Gesserit, or however you pronounce that. Yeah, which Paul's mother is a is a member of. She's um, I guess they're kind of this um group of women who, who, you know, have these powers and what was that? You said that this group of women that have, and I was just saying like, yeah, they have like these powers. Yeah. Yep. Right. It's a school, but they're also, um, used or employed. I mean, Mm -hmm. it seems like, um, like I'm pretty sure the Reverend mother, I think that they said that she's, works directly with the emperor. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And it seems like Jessica Paul's mom, yep, was uh I mean almost like assigned to be Duke Leto's wife. It doesn't to seem have, like uh, yeah, to 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 have um I mean intended to have daughters with yeah, with the duke, but Right, uh, and and the way that the Reverend Mother talks about it, it sounds like she had an actual control over that. It sounds like she made a decision to have a boy. Because the Duke wanted a boy, so she kind of uh, chose that for for them, because that's what he wanted. Right. And, right, the Reverend Mother's like, oh, you know, I, obviously that also creates a lot of danger. It seems to ruin some plan yeah because I think idea I mean, of what you should have done yeah because because the Bene Gesserit are they're they're you know they're all women but then there's there's the the uh the kind of legend of the Kwisatz Haderach who who is the only male I guess that, that yeah. possess these powers but he would be kind of the this all-powerful kind of uh right chosen one as we were saying and like many males have tried they they've tried to to uh or they've been tested just to uh determine if if they are this this being and and all of them have died in the process yeah so it is a huge risk for for uh Jessica to have a boy and um you know there there's there, there's a lot on the line um for kind of her betting that he is uh the quiet satirac right and I wonder how much of that even any like is it just Jessica knew the whole time? Like, does Duke Leto know any of this shit? Mm, uh, yeah, it's not really explained to us yet, but it seems like it's. Uh, we haven't even really met him yet. No, no, which I think's also been an interesting decision. I like that he's kind of been this um, 
he's talked about in yeah every yeah. chapter. Um, yeah, so far he's kind of a larger than life, right? Um, <clears throat> Duke character. So yeah, no, it's it's a good way to build him up, just like how. I mean, um, obviously, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I kind of just assumed that, like, I'd start reading Dune and they would just be on Dune. Yeah. <laughs> Dune, but they're not. No one's. No. I, ha- I don't know, you know, and it, it's cool that um, they're building the planet up and Duke Leto up as, um, yeah, like powerful forces. And it makes Dune feel like a character waiting to be introduced. Yeah, yeah really does yeah i'm excited to to touch touch down on the planet um arrakis arrakis yes yes that's the name yep yeah um yeah i mean there there's a lot going on this is kind of um it's also felt like i like i've read the first two game of thrones books Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of that is like keeping track of characters' names and relations and uh terms and like world building that doesn't hold your hand and like that's a lot of what this book has felt like. Um and I, I'd wager that George R. R. Martin may have been inspired because this okay. book came out in 1965, I see, Dune. Um, but I, I only mean that uh, this... This... Um, I feel like I've been getting pulled into this sci-fi novel uh, less because of um, like cool sci-fi concepts, which this still has a lot of and are very intriguing. Um, but it's focused so much more on the character relationships and like, and the plotting. And it seems more like, uh, medieval boring houses, you know, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I love that, you know, juxtaposition of, of something that seems so like olden days to us, you know, something that, that, that we kind of, uh, think of as you know many many moons ago an hour past as as human civilization but also with the technology of uh of like you know something in our far future so it's um you know and and, and that combination is not you know uh a totally unheard of thing there's plenty of sci-fi stories that kind of uh <clears throat> put those two things together yeah but um but the way this this is kind of set up, and the way these that, that this world or this universe is built, it all feels very organic and very natural and very normal. You know, it's it's not like I, I mean, like nothing sticks out as a sore thumb as like, oh, that's not that doesn't sound like that would fit in um, within this universe. It all feels very like well thought out, and uh, you know, it it just seems like you're like you, you know you are kind of peering through the looking glass into another universe. Yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. Um and that's really what's pulled me in and made it fun to read. Like I it, we were talking about like trying to get back into reading and stuff. 
And um, even though, like, I don't know, it sounds kind of weird to just be like, I like reading. But, <laughs> I mean, I do. But there's only so many books I've come across that have, like, made me want to read. Like, sometimes it feels like I just got to make myself do it. Anyway, yeah, it can be a because, slog. Like, I want to... I want to cultivate that, uh, like routine and that hobby, but, um, yeah. And I mean, for me, not to interrupt you, sorry, uh, no, is, is, I mean, how dare you interrupt the host? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, go on. I can't help myself. You have my permission. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, just, I mean, as millennials, we are glued to screens <laughs> like a lot. And I know it's, it's a very cliche thing to say, but it's, yeah. it's like, your brain just feels so much better like to just put away the phone or, or close the computer and just kind of have this, uh, this physical book that you're just like reading. And I, I, it, I don't know. It, it, even if the book is shit, it, I mean, which yeah. is, this isn't, it, it just is, it just feels like a much healthier thing to do than keep scrolling Instagram or Twitter. No, I agree. Um, and I mean, especially during this, quarantine lockdown um you know i'm pretty lucky i have this really small outdoor space but you know like you're saying like when i go on the computer when i scroll on my phone like i don't i just sit on the fucking couch for that yeah pretty much every time i have been reading this i go outside and i just like send the fresh air and read a chapter and uh yeah it's very calming very zen. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've been reading it at work and, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's been weird, you know, being an essential worker, uh, or, uh, you know, a sacrificial lamb, I guess. Yeah. Um, so better but, yeah. But, but it's, it's, uh, it, it has been calming to me cause, cause you, cause if I'm like at work and I'm scrolling or just like on my computer, just like waiting for, for customers or guests to come in and annoy me i'm like on edge and <laughs> and, and and like when they come in i'm like uh yeah i mean again if but you're online, when i'm reading yeah yeah it's like it 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 just feels like uh you know i don't know just, i'm like on edge and all amped up because whatever i'm reading is fucking awful you know um but then like reading this book uh, you know i uh, i'll be i'll be reading and then they'll guests will come in and i'll be like oh you know hey like i get it's just like an easier transition i guess in a weird way it just feels like um feels like i'm not on high alert you know no it's good yeah you know you pick your head up from the book you go hey how you doing in how you doing in and and, right? they're, and they're none the wiser none no nope. none the wiser oh um one thing and sorry again, you're the host, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Hey, no, this this is a conversation between equals. Okay, good. Okay, um, is there there is a traitor? Yes. In in the mix, um, within Duke Leto's circle. Yeah. Who who we are we're introduced to in the the last chapter. Hmm. Yeah, um, and he's name-dropped in the first chapter, and then yes. in the second chapter, th- when the Harkonnens are talking, they reveal that he's the plant. 
and that they've overcome his imperial conditioning, which is thought to be impossible, I guess. Mm -hmm. He's got Um, a tattoo on his forehead. Yeah, yeah, the diamond. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, he just uh, keeps introducing these these interesting ideas, but, like, developing them later. And um, I do like the way that that developed even over the course of five chapters, because in the second chapter, my immediate thought was, um, well, this doctor has, like, no reservations. Like, this guy is evil, and he's working with the Harkonnens, and, like... He totally, uh, you know, he's going to, like, get something that, uh, that makes him not care about killing them. And, um, not to jump too far ahead, but that sort of ends up being true, but I, I thought his intentions were sinister. Um. Yeah, same. He's, he's a much more conflicted character. Yeah. Yeah, right. And instead... Yeah, conflicted. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, but it's he. He kind of like personifies this dread of uh, knowing that the the story is that that this initial setup is not going to last. Just like how they can't stay on nice, peaceful, green Caladan. And they're yep. going to go to barren, horrible, hostile Arrakis. Mm. Uh, Paul's innocence is like going to be shattered. Yeah, and his dad's going to fucking die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and it's just like it's like this weird thing where everyone knows it's going to happen, but I, I mean, they can prepare for it as much as 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 they want, but it's it's going to be like the rug pulled out from underneath them. Right. They're just kind of waiting for that moment. Right, and, and they, uh, they say that even uh, the Duke knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, they, they definitely, like, the, the um, Harkonnens, like, they, they know that they, that, that um, you know, the, the Atreides or whatever, uh, like, like, they're going to, they, they're going to know there's a traitor in their midst, but it's, but they're trying to kind of, um, kind of point in the wrong direction you know yeah they they're they're, uh, trying to um i think they they said they're that that they're gonna try and put it on uh the lady jessica yes as the traitor um, as opposed to ua yeah which is kind of part of their uh seems like like a, a a well thought out plan because the Harkonnens meant to have assassin Peter is like, well, the Atreides meant to have assassin is also going to know just like we do that yep. the most likely traitor is Dr. Yue, but he'll have no choice but to rule him out as an option because he's, he has imperial conditioning. Exactly. So, yeah. like, you'd have to be a moron to, to assume that it could be this person. Um, but they figured out a way. And that right. way is, I guess, presumed to be them torturing his wife or having his wife. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and you know what? I even kind of feel like... I don't know if this is the case, obviously. But in the very end of the previous chapter, when we're introduced to Gurney Halleck... Yes. The chapter ends with Gurney thinking to himself about his sister, who he says in his mind is dead, but... Oh, but she was sent to a pleasure house. Yes, the Harkonnen pleasure house. Yes, yes. And my theory right now is that Gurney's sister and Dr. Yue's wife are one in the same. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that could very, very well be the case. Yeah. Yeah, Because, I mean, because... Dr. Yue does does reference his wife as being dead. Yeah. Um, which which could just be a cover story, but also it could it could just be dead in dead in his mind. Like yeah. you know, the, the same kind it, of thing. It seems somehow something to do with her is the the lever that um overcomes his conditioning. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um you know, the Harkonnens have some kind of leverage. And even, I mean, talking about, like, all the shit to keep track of, like, even just in that small exchange, Peter is also, it sounds like, kind of promised Jessica as a reward for, like, his yeah, yeah. part in this plan. So, one, like, do they have history together? Mm. Um, two, even if they don't, I mean, clearly he seems to like be infatuated with her, but also he's, he's, I remember the Baron at one point says something about Jessica, I don't know, maybe being like disposable and he's like, he gets upset, but then when he's talking about the plan, he's like, yeah, it'd be sad if she dies. He's like through fear, if he suspects her might kill her. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's weird. He kind of has this like, well, I really hope not because that's got what a, yeah, I want. But like, he's got kind of know. a sick a sick fixation on her. Is kind of the, is, is kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, and he does seem like a, a twisted individual. And yeah. I guess it seems like a mentat. Uh, my guess is like an android. Um, mm, yeah, because yeah, Baron referenced kind of how he's been through Mentats before and how they're yeah. kind of disposable. Yeah. And, um, I think he says outright that, um, that they're like, they look human, but they're not. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then when he mentions his completely blue eyes, mm. I was like, Oh, that must be how you tell they're a Mentat. Cause their eyes are blue. But, yeah. But then in the fourth chapter, I think, where they're, when Paul's talking to Thufir in the training room, he mentions his eyes, and they're not blue. They're just, like, dark brown or black. And so it seems like the, the, the eye thing is a side effect from being addicted to spice, which is something we haven't even talked oh, about. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yep, yep. That that was definitely referenced. Yeah, the the spice or melange on yeah. on uh, on Dune is is um yeah that's going to come into play and it's that's a big 
part, you know, that's a big part of the the story, obviously. Yeah, um, it seems to be. We've only been hinted at, right? So far. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess what makes Arrakis so valuable it, is the spice, right? It even against like the horrible storms and the sandworms and. And all the things that, like, would make someone be like, well, why the fuck would you ever go there? Yeah. I guess it's the spice. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And the... And, I guess it... it, it what is it? Um, it also seems to give whatever house has control over it more power in uh, the... I think that is the Chome Company, maybe, that does, like... I don't really understand, but it seems like there's, like, three different... There's, like, the, the Emperor and the... I don't know, and his Empire. And then there's the Houses, which I think are ruled by the Empire, but are kind of separate, and they're part of the Lands Rad. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, like, the Shome Company and the Spacing Guild that like control all the things in between. Yeah, there's there's a few different parties that I think have have different interests and um, are are going to be in in competition for power. Yeah, and even I don't, just like talking about this shit. It's like it feels like there's always like one more thing. You're like, oh right, and this is connected too. But then the end of the the Harkonnen's plan of killing Leto and all that, even though the doctor is the one who, who allows this to happen, apparently, but the ones who seem to be doing the actual killing are the Emperor's, like, super special soldier guards. Do you remember that, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I mean... I forget what they're... Yeah. He, okay. Um, I don't know. I forget what they're called. They have some, you know, Dooney name. <laughs> but, but, but the Baron mentions to Fader out that he's like, oh, see how much I trust you? Like, you can't oh, yeah. he, say anything he, about this plan yeah. because yeah. if the other houses were to realize that, like, the Empire and us are, like, doing this fucking double-cross to kill this house, then they're gonna unite and everything's gonna be fucked up and crazy. I don't know. It's all... It's all woven very tightly together. It is, know. yeah, and... And, um... I feel like we... We're kind of, like, very zoomed in now, and we haven't... It hasn't zoomed out yet to show us the big picture. Right. Um, yeah, and, and, and so I think once we get on to Dune and uh, the pieces start coming together, I think we'll, we'll have a much better and, and clearer picture as to how, how all these disparate parts, the houses and the Chome Company and, you know, the Space Guild and how, how these all fit together and, uh, you know, what the purpose of, of this all is and what, what, what ends they're, uh, they're trying to um, come to. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, I don't know um e even as 
post. I'm not sure how long we've been talking or it's like an hour at this point. Yeah. Right. And, and so we, it's been an hour. We've discussed this much and, um, we don't have to get into it, but like, I think it's worth mentioning. Like we haven't talked about, um, even the different people who are said to live on Arrakis, like the Fremen who live on the edge of the desert and like live inside these like gross water suits or something. Yeah. Yep. Paul's having, uh, like premonition dreams, right? Premonition dreams about talking to this girl and all. I mean, um, I mean, I was aware reading it because of like how often I need to like flip back and forth on pages. But I think even just talking about it with you and kind of like laying all this information out, kind of like spread out in this discussion, um, really makes it clear how much is is discussed and how much there is to still learn, which I think is um, really exciting and impressive. So it is, yeah. I mean, like. Many, many seeds have been planted at this point, and uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting what they all grow into, um, and if I guess they're all satisfactorily dealt with, you know, because this is, this is a big undertaking. There, there's so many moving parts. It'll be, be you know, cool to see if, if, uh, if, if whatever is happening is pulled off, you know, no. I mean, obviously... It's true. Uh, it's 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 a well loved book, so so I'm sure it's going to be a good ride. Do you have any yeah. any predictions or thoughts or anything that you haven't uh, brought up for for what's, um, what's coming next? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so it seems very clear that Duke Leto is going to die, um, but. I, I think in whatever this attack is going to be, um, Paul is going to, like, I don't think Through Fear Hot is, like, making it out of this shit. I feel like he's going to fight and probably lose. And yeah. I feel like with um, with Paul's, right, premonition dreams, where he's, like, out in the desert and, like, how... Um, interested he is in the Fremen like it seems like it's kind of setting him up as the son of royalty who is concerned with the plight of the oppressed yeah um I I feel like whatever attack this is going to be it's not like Duke Leto is just gonna die and then like you know the status quo continues like i feel I think like it'll, it's, it's 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 gonna cause paul i think to lose everything right yeah he's gonna be like cast out of his royalty yeah his privilege and he's gonna build himself back up into this into maybe the quiet Tatarak. right yeah and, uh, and build on his 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 gift so it seems yeah um yeah, yeah, I'm I'm prepared for this story to to lean into um more of that mysticism, I guess, as it goes on. And I, I don't know, um it's it's an interesting balance right now because I, I like how uh unknown everything feels. Yeah. And like if I were to compare it to Star Wars or something like 
one of the things that I really like about how how it starts and its originality is um, that the force is like unexplained and it exists alongside like all this science and technology and shit. Um, and then like whenever you try to explain it more or understand it better, then it it feels like it breaks down upon examination. And yeah. I don't know if right. I mean, I I really only have good. Um, thoughts about where this is going. I'm not worried. Like I, I no, feel like I'm either. reading a classic, and I'm. I just want to say quickly. But, just want to say yeah. quickly. Josh just joined us. Am I missing a Star Wars conversation? Oh <laughs> shit! I was wondering what that was. I didn't even. Hey, Josh. No, hey, uh, I just got off work. <laughs> did you know what? No, we're talking about. Well, I am talking about Star Wars. We're talking about Dune. Oh, cool. We're starting a new uh, uh, new podcast called Dune Dudes. <laughs> yeah, um, I read that when I was in middle school, I think, and it went so far over my head. I need to reread it now. Wow. Okay. Well, we have not read it, so uh, yeah, we, we 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 just covered the first five chapters. Okay. What prompted you guys to read it? Um, well, both of us had tried to read it or had the, like, we, we both had a copy already from an attempt in the past or an opportunity in the past to read it, and <laughs> it was never finished. I got halfway and, through two years ago. And I never read it, but I've owned it for a long time. Um, and so we are, uh, we are going to go through this journey together and motivate ourselves by doing this and by doing it jointly. Uh, so that we won't lose steam powering through however many pages there are. It's a lot. Um, Big ass so, book. Yeah. Oh, that's it's awesome. a bab. So uh, this is our undertaking. Yeah, and Connor I'm, I'm is I'm checking host. my bookshelf to see if I have it in my apartment. I do not. Darn. Well, Josh, if you want to read it and join, I mean, yeah, a, you're more a dude could be anyone, but I, yeah, I do not know. That's funny. Um, so Connor as the host... Yes, Connor. Connor Kelly is the host of this uh, this this new podcast venture. Yeah, I didn't um, really introduce anything at the beginning. We kind of just started talking. That's fine. Is it okay? You, you did a good job. You did a good job. Yeah, we, we okay covered all it's bases. Um, I'm just I'm just curious as to how you're going to wrap the podcast up. Oh sure, absolutely. Um, well, one I want to thank our surprise guest Josh <laughs> for joining. I was really um, hoping you guys would still be going when I got off work when I saw the little. Uh, well, I mean, I, Discord. <laughs> yeah, we we've been talking for about an hour now. Um, uh, I guess I'm going to follow in your footsteps. What's that, Josh? I I figured you guys would be talking music or like the latest album or news I, that you guys heard on one of I your know, bands. and we're overdue for doing that too. <laughs> I mean. We have a lot of music stuff. Oh yeah, to talk we about. we we have a lot of quarantine tunes or quarantunes to uh, catch up on. Oh, is that the next uh, podcast we're doing? Probably, yeah. Man, um, so for those listening, um, this is going to be a weekly installment. So, um, whether you've read this before or you want to be a Dune dude too. 
Um, <laughs> you know, a Dune dude can be anyone. Absolutely. So, um, you know, you are encouraged to, uh, to come along with us and to listen to our thoughts as we break this down in what right now is going to be five chapter increments. So we got the end of our first five chapters here. Next time we'll be going over five through 10. Um, if you have questions or you want to say anything about it, or you just want to be like, Hey, cool. Um, or maybe you have a theme song submission because you, you don't like the one that no, uh, the, we, we are playing before. We have, a good theme, we have got a good theme song. Do you want to sing it for Josh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got to start. Okay. Dune dudes, 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 dune CorruptedTVProductions at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, CorruptedTV at, at Twitter. Yeah. Really? It's just called that? Mm-hmm. And Instagram? Correct. Same? Okay, cool. Um, and I am an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, if if you're interested in hearing more of my voice, this is the place to hear it. So, hell yeah. Um, Connor, I don't know if you want to, um, you know, mention anything else. No, you're, no. You're, you're all good. Yeah. This I'm is, all good. Okay, cool. I know what that's like. And uh, I respect that decision. I'm not going to drop any, any weird hints about like, uh, you know, how, how someone <laughs> might. <laughs> so I'm just going to respect that decision. So, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm I'm done for now. Dropping my personal right. Twitter and Instagram. It's art and art only from here on out. Corrupted TV is the way. Nice. <laughs> um. All right. Cool. Uh. Until next time. Keep the spice flowing. Ooh, <laughs> Josh got it. Josh. Josh came in clutch at the very end. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Oh.